Awesome. Good to be back in the house Aspire, where it all began for me right here. I was a sobbing wreck about here. It was about here. There's my, my stain's still here, if you have a look. And uh, I gave my life to the Lord, and um, it's been a roller coaster ride since then. So, um, so I'll give you a bit of a background for you, some of you guys that don't know me, and then I might, I'm just going to get my wife up to share a few testimonies of what's happening in Greymouth. Because what's happening in Greymouth, if you don't know, already know, came from, from this church. And so it's a fire that's, been, that's growing in Greymouth, and it's, being, it's just being fueled over there. Petrol's getting thrown on it with Honiana and Maria and the leaders that are there. So, um, so my name's Mark. I'm from Christchurch. I was uh, born and raised in Christchurch, and I was a, a young kind of uh, quiet kind of chap, believe it or not, here up on stage talking and stuff, but I was probably the shyest kid in the school, that kind of guy. I loved sports. I was real good at cross country and rugby and all that sort of stuff, and then I found music, and music became my new passion. I was just like, pushed sports aside, and I was just like, I'm going to focus on music. Um, from there, I uh, got a jo- I joined the army. This is 1991. I joined the army, and as a, as a soldier initially, and I was, um, and then they uh, I got recruited into the army band, New Zealand army band. If anyone's seen the army band, it's a famous, it's actually world famous army band, the New Zealand army band. Very highly respected group, about 30 people, became part of that band. Got to join and travel the world. Got to play guitar. They taught me how to play drums so I could march with them because it looks weird with a guitar and everyone else is playing other things. So um, so I got to learn how to do all that stuff and travel with them. I spent five years with them. Then I left there and I built a uh, guitar teaching business. So I taught guitar and I played in bands in Christchurch and um, and I wasn't saved at any of this stage. I didn't know God. I was just living the God of me. I was doing me, me God. And um, that was working out fine as far as I was concerned because I got to do whatever I wanted, you know. And I was a good dude. I was a good lad. I didn't, I didn't misbehave like most musicians were. And um, I didn't drink that much. I didn't party that hard. Um, I was a pretty good kind of a dude. I just wanted to play music. I just loved uh, having people have a hard week. And they come to a Saturday or Friday night at the Irish bar that I used to play in a lot. And we would just dance and party the night away together. And I used to love being able to give them that. And then um, I built a guitar teaching online business. I have a YouTube channel called Mark the Guitar Guy. And that took off, and then out of that I got clients and got paid by YouTube and all that sort of stuff. So kind of a weird life. Um, I never really, I wasn't very employable. There was one stage where I was desperate for a job when I first left the army after five years. And I was a security guard for a while, because all I could do was from the army was I could kill people. Or I could play music to them. So I was kind of useless. So I had to get a job, and the only ones that would take me was a place called Titan Security. So I became a security guard, and then... Um, I, uh, the earthquakes happened, oh, I rejoined the army, had a massive breakup, had a massive, um, I basically had a, I crashed, I became zero, I was ready to take myself out, um, luckily the Lord stepped in and uh, didn't make that happen, but some things happened, I eventually went from there, so I rejoined the army, I did another five years there, back when the World Cup was in New Zealand, I was part of that army band that was going around, you can see a quick photo of us on the screen on Sky Sport at the moment. And so the guys in red outfits and white gloves, that was us. And um, so, yeah, got a pretty cool life, pretty blessed life. Didn't find the Lord until five years ago. So I'm turning 50 this year. And so I found uh, God come and basically rescued me, just tapped me on the shoulder. And I realized he was real and I realized he loved me. But I didn't know who he was. And so I'm going to talk to you today about who he was. But um, just before we do that, I'm just going to, yeah, I think it would be cool now. Um, just my wife's going to share a couple of testimonies from Greymouth 
from what's been happening here? Because you guys get to share in what this is, okay? Woohoo! Exciting! It's always exciting to come home, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, I just feel like it's a real honouring of the Holy Spirit when we share our testimonies, and so I love that you guys will start with the testimonies because He, as soon as you start with that, it's like an honouring for it, and He wants to do more when we honour Him. So, yeah, in uh, Greymouth, just this last week, I just thought of two, and so I thought um, Thursday I do beauty, and so I had this girl come to my beauty salon, and normally I'm pretty um, low-key. I just tell them about maybe my life, and I make it very normal conversation, because sometimes people are sitting with me for like two hours at a time, and so they'll be sitting there, and I was just, you know, normally like wean into it, and eventually I'm evangelising. And um, anyway, uh, this lady goes to me, and she was just a wreck. She was just a mess. And in the end, I just was like, man, Lord, she's like, she just needs you. Like, there's nothing else I can actually say. I can't, like, lean, like, slowly get there. So anyway, I just was like, I grabbed her hands. This was bold, okay? So I grabbed her hands. I was like, you actually just really need Jesus. I know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I was like, oh. Because we all feel like that sometimes, right? We're like, oh, do we, do we not, do we not? You know? And, uh, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you really need, she goes, I think I do, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> so yeah, and she sat with me, and so anyway, I said to her, hey, look, we've got this uh, Celebrate Recovery group that's on Friday, we've got a woman's thing, Hannah here came down for, to do a woman's thing on this last weekend, and, and Jess down the back there, and um, yeah, and so we, I invited her to all these things, so we just happened to have something on every night for the rest of the week, anyway, she literally comes the next day, pulls your heart out at Celebrate Recovery. And then on Saturday, she comes to the woman's night. Because um, I had said to her when she came um, just, just to get nails done, <laughs> little did she know. Um, and I said to her, look, you need to go and you need to ask God. You need to talk to God and, and ask him to help you and ask him to see, like, you know, basically talk to him and show, let him show you that he's real. And um, so she did that. And then she came on... Saturday night, Hannah came and gave her a prophetic word and said, uh, you're going to find a house. Because she'd been looking, she'd gone through a divorce, all these things, and she was trying to find this house, and she was living in an Airbnb. Anyway, um, and that happened. Literally that night, she got home. She looked on her phone for this house she'd been looking for for ages. And this perfect house, honestly, exactly what she had described to me at our beauty appointment. Um, and... Hannah had no idea. We hadn't talked or communicated or anything about that. And, um, yeah, she comes to Sunday church and goes, because well, she wasn't going to come on Sunday, and she goes, the house, I've got the house. The guy had 20 applicants, and he didn't even look at anyone else. He just said, you were the first one on the list. You got, you got it if you want it. So, you know, God is so good. He is the God of the impossible. He makes things possible. And one more, real quick, um, another lady, homeless lady came, and her and her husband, I think partner or something, not quite sure of the whole backstory, but homeless, come, and one of our beautiful ladies there, must have seen them somewhere, took them, clothed them, fed them, and then they came again to those three same sessions that this other lady was coming to, and by Sunday gave her life to the Lord. So good. God is like moving real fast at the moment. I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but he's moving super fast. So we just give all glory to him. Amen. Oh, Kita. Thank you, Kita. So, um, so where was I? So relationship. So I didn't know God and I didn't know who this guy was. I was a new agey kind of dude like, oh yeah, you do you, man. And then um, when I finally got tapped on the shoulder, I won't give you the full testimony. You can go and see it online. Um, actually, is there is online. There's a video about it. 
um, Fantail Studios did a video for it. It was pretty cool. But anyway, um, the, I got saved yep, right here, blubbering mess, and it was an amazing moment. Something got lifted off me that day. There was a pain that dis there was a peace that came and a pain that disappeared. Um, you, a lot of people will know that feeling. It's a peace that you can't explain. He gives you this beautiful grace. But the first thing is I felt the mercy of God, right? And that's the, I think there's some stages I've gone through. You may not have gone through this. You might have gone straight to glory when you got saved. And you're just like, hallelujah, watch out. I'm setting people on fire. I went into like a, I don't know who I am anymore because I don't, I'm, who's this new God that I don't know about? And I don't know what he thinks about me fully. I know he loves me, but I don't really know. I don't really believe it yet because I don't trust him. I don't know him. We haven't spent any time together. We didn't have a relationship, you know? He's been longing for a relationship this whole time with me because he longs with a re for a relationship with you. And that's what my message is for today. My encouragement <coughs> to, it's the Holy Spirit in the room. My encouragement is for you to go deeper for God and just go, I just want to know you a bit more. That's my aim for today. So it's a real simple aim. I had a whole thing prepared and I'd done, it, done this, um, the preach before, but I just felt that God really wants to know, he wants to know you on a deeper level and because he made you for that reason. Yeah, cool. So I discovered grace. And when I discovered grace, what, we know, we read about grace, we say God has grace and he's graceful and we have gra all this sort of stuff. But there's a, real, there's a real encounter with grace that happens, who is Jesus Christ, he is grace. And when you would get a real true realization of that, you really understand how much God loves you. And before that, I didn't know. I knew mercy. Now under mercy, it's, I'm so sorry, God, I'm so, so bad. Oh, Lord, I've been such a sinner. You know, you hear these preachers online, and um, they get the big, usually have a big pew and a suit, and they tell you about God's mercy, which is, it's beautiful, and it's true. God's mercy is incredible, but there's more. There's layers. Yes, there's mercy, and it's beautiful to be in his mercy, but I just don't, I think people get caught up in their whole, they become Christians and become religious and stay in this place of mercy, of, of always being meek, what they think is meek. And what, oh. Oh, there's no power. Oh, these things are happening to me. I'm under spiritual attack. Oh, I need people to pray for me all day long and all this sort of stuff. Now, that was me, by the way. I'm not having a go at anyone if you are feeling that. I'm, I'm saying I sympathize because I spent three years there because when I got saved, I got hit big time. We got hit big time by the enemy. Some big things happened in our life that basically would have floored me completely if I didn't have Jesus. Um, so I'm grateful for that. But it, all, all I had was Jesus for three years, it felt like. I had this church. And Jesus and everything else was like, whew, could be gone, could lose the whole lot, could lose everything. And so um, so that was mercy. And then I discovered grace, and then I had this power. I just realized, oh, if I understand the grace of God, he died on the cross for me, right? He died on the cross for me. I died with him when I gave myself right here. I died that day. And I died to everything I could at that time to be accept him and that's weird from a new agey guy it's all about me 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 i'm powerful i'm amazing i'm good right but and i'm not saying you aren't good because that's another thing but he is there's no way you can be good enough on your best day ever you're not going to be worthy of what he has for you what he wants to give you and he's just going bro just give it up i love you anyway you are my son so it's a realization of that right and so i realized how much he loved me so and then began this relationship. Because I, because I realized how much he loved me, I started getting deeper into what I call intimate, well, 
what is intimacy. So today I'm going to be talking about relationship and intimacy. Now, relationship, I'm a, I'm a teacher, so people that are prophetic probably hate me talking right now because this is, you know, just give me some glory stuff. Just give me some, tell me about dreams if you had, you know? But I'm going to try and, st- I'll tell you one of my dreams so you'll be excited. Hold in there, hang in there. So, so the so relationship is like, Keita, if I can borrow you for a second. So you stand next to me and face that way, and I'll stand this way, right? We're in the car together. I'm driving. Actually, I'm this way around, aren't I? Right-hand drive. I'm driving the car. This is relationship, right? This is good relationship. But it's not necessarily intimate, is it? Because anyone could be sitting right there. So a lot of people say, uh, and I don't disagree with this, that, oh, I spend time with God all day. I'm, I, ha- I am intimate with him because I hang out all day. And then that's a level of intimacy because you're in the, you, know, you might be driving the car and talking to God. That's cool. Um, but there's levels of intimacy, right? And like we know we're, we're married, so there's intimacy, right? There's things that we know about each other that no one else will ever know. There's, there's, a, there's a secret, a, a, a bond that we have and a commitment to each other that we have that, that only can, that grows intimacy, right? And that's the scary part with God, right? If we've got a bad image of God, we're going to be like, oh, that's okay, I'll keep you there. God, my life's here, I don't want, you. God, you stay there, but I'm good as gold. And like, how you going, God? Good. Yeah, he's over there. You know what I mean? There's no intimacy there, but oh, thank you, Nikita. So, um, so for you guys, so for you here, speaking of relationship, God is relational. He, he was relational from the start, from the very beginning. It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We don't just have, you know, it wasn't God by himself, right? It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When they made, when he made man, when he made everything, it was like he just spoke the word and it was done. But when he made us, he had a conversation about it. You know that? They had a yarn together. And they said, we're going to make them in our image. Let us make them in our image, yeah? So um, I'm sure that's in the Bible somewhere. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us make them in our image. So what makes a, a good relationship? Just have a yell it out. Anyone wants to? Well, time? Good. Time makes a good relationship, right? Time together? What else? Trust. Faith? Good. Commitment. Honesty makes a good. These are good. This is good, guys. What else? Good communication and arguments right here. This is good. This is intimate right here, boys. This is intimacy. Arguments do make a relationship. Did you know that? Because you, you have to be willing to have conflict, right? You're not just perfectly going to be all the time awesome. It's actually what builds the relationship. You trust each other more when you go through conflict together and you grow together. Does anyone here had conflict with God? <laughs> Everyone's like, some people are like, oh, I don't know. Oh. Anyone know? Waiting to see who else puts their hand up. So it's relationship. Really good, guys. Really good. I'll see if I had anything else on there. I think one of the ones is privacy. You have a private relationship. That's what deepens the intimacy, right? And then we have vulnerability. I used to hate that word, vulnerable. I decided when I, when I got hurt with a relationship, I decided I'm never going to be vulnerable ever again. And I used to say, a fortress, you would never say, oh, I'm really proud of our fortress. It's real vulnerable. You would never say that. And so I decided... You know about this. You know what I was like. I would be like, so when I met Nikita, she had to get through some big barriers because I was not vulnerable with a lot of things. Um, but with intimacy, there's trust and therefore there is vulnerability. If I lower my wall and you lower your wall, we can have a relationship. If, if God 
His wall's down. His wall's been down the whole time. We just don't know it. The wall is completely down, and he wants a relationship with us. He's made us to be with him. He's not angry with us and sitting there watching, going, oh, they're stuffing up again. What a pain in the butt. Am I going to rescue you again? No, he's just going, welcome. Welcome, my son, you know? Welcome with open arms. That's intimacy. So John 13, 23, I think I might get to use this clicker. I'm excited about this. Is this going to work? Probably the wrong one, is it? Let's have a look. Revelation. Here we are. John lay on Jesus' chest as they sat. Oh, that's actually in John 13, 23. That's not the literal translation. Sorry, I just put that as a note, and Gary's typed it out brilliantly for me. But John lay on Jesus' chest as they all sat and spent time together, right? It doesn't say that in the Bible specifically, but it does. They were all sitting around having a gathering, and John lay on Jesus' chest. Because he was so intimate with Jesus, he lay on his chest. Who here would like to lay on Jesus' chest? Now, if you don't, that's okay because you don't trust him yet. You don't know him well enough yet. So I encourage you to get to know him, spend some time with him in that intimate place, yeah? And that can be in a car driving. You just have to ask deeper questions and have more intimacy. You can still have strong intimacy in the car driving or doing dishes or out in the garden. Just got to maybe ask a few deeper questions or just go, you know what, can you just hang out with me? That's true intimacy, yeah? So... So yeah, I love that image because there's people that lay at his feet and there was people that were in the room. There were all different levels of intimacy based on where they were at with Jesus, yeah? Jesus loved them all the same, right? According to John, no. John, he says, no, he loved me more, but <laughs> he's my, I'm his favorite. So um, is this good? Is this all right? So the aim is to try and, I want to encourage you and I want to encourage you to imagine what it would be like to have more intimate relationship with, with God. Like imagine the creator of the universe, ha- you get to hang out with him every single morning. Let's say maybe before you go off to work, you have some time with him. Uh, you don't have to do this. Is not, I'm not being religious here. You don't have to do these things. But you, I'm just trying to think of practical ways that you might do this. Could be in the car. Could be when you're in the word and you might just stop for a moment and just go, you know what, God, can I just be with you? Because we're always asking things of God, right? Which is great. He wants you to ask. He's saying, just ask and I'll do it for you. Just I want to serve you, right? He w- Jesus was came here to serve us he's our king but he came to serve us it's an upside down kingdom from what we imagine in the real world so what would life look like now even the people here and i know there's some people here that have amazing relationships with with god already and by the way i'm not the i'm not the standard of relationships with god and intimacy you know i'm just a baby when it comes to the stuff too i'm just learning so i'm not any better than anyone here or more close to jesus than you guys so don't be impressed with me I'm preaching to myself right now, but what would life look like for you if we just had a deeper, like if we just stepped two or three steps closer to the burning hot fire that is Jesus? Yeah? Just imagine, ooh, you feel that? That's pretty awesome. Just imagine that. It's enough. He just, please come closer and you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You might know some stuff gets burned up when you come close to the fire. Yeah? get close to the fire it starts getting hotter and this you know, hair on your arms start singeing and you go just burn me up just burn me up get as close as you can and you're comfortable with but that comes from trust and he's going to share secrets with you believe it or not so um i'll get through this deuteronomy 6 5 you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might 
So that's, it sounds like a command, right? You're naughty if you don't do this, right? You know, we, I, this is how I read it, because I'm just a bit simple. And I read it and I go, oh, I need to love him more. Oh, it's never enough, you know? No, it's an encouragement for your own benefit to love him more, yeah? It doesn't look like that sometimes, right? If you, depending on how we see God, how we view God with our relationship that we, or someone's told us that he's this angry God and we're all such sinners and we're never going to be, you know, that sort of stuff. James 4.8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I think it's more like you'll draw near to him and you'll just realize he was there the whole time. That's how I've experienced it. But he's, he's, he will meet you where you're at right now. So anyone here, doesn't matter where you're at, he will meet you where you are at. But he's always encouraging you just to come a little closer. Because he loves you so much. He wants to embrace you. He wants to protect you. He wants you all to his, himself. Pretty beautiful. Jeremiah 33.3, call to me and I will answer you. Test me out on that. And we'll tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Anyone got a business here? Hands got a business? Yep. Business owners? Cool. Anyone got a family? Oh, wow. There's a few people here got a family. Yeah. <laughs> the McClooney's don't. <laughs> no McClooney's here. So imagine going, I'm going to ask the Father, and, and I'm going to spend time with the Father, and he's going to give you plans for your family. He's going to give you plans for your business. He's going to give you secret plans. I actually know, there's a friend of ours, a mentor of ours, he's a computer programmer. And so he's big time geek, like full on geeky guy. Like he knows stuff that he starts talking, I just go, I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. He's shown me what he does. He invents these amazing, um, these amazing this, he said, this product here has made such and such millions of dollars, $20 million for this company in a year and um, that he works for, that he designed it for. He designed the whole thing from scratch himself. He, he had a problem he couldn't solve in it. And it's a computer code. You know, computer codes are these big long lines. You know what I'm talking about, Isaac? These big long lines of, of code, like numbers and letters and things, I imagine. I don't really know. Maybe dashes and squiggles. I don't really know. And it's long, right? And so he went for a walk because he couldn't solve this problem. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and spelled out the entire code. And he was like, hmm, that can't be right. He remembered the code digit for digit, went back, rung the, rung the engineers and said, try this code, spelled it out for them, they wrote it down, they, they came, called to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Come on guys, are we, have we got a powerful God? Do you know what, like, this is a powerful Jesus, this is the kingdom. When we step into the kingdom, we get out of mercy Get out of mercy, oh poor me, I don't deserve anything. And we step into the, to the righteousness of Christ, not our righteousness, which he gave to us freely. We get to enjoy that. We, and there's power and authority in that. Yeah? There's power. Through. By the way, the enemy, we keep, so many people talk about the enemy, and I've had enough. I've had a guts full of him. He's, he doesn't, he's not welcome in this church. He's, he's so small. God is huge. The enemy is tiny. And do you know how much authority the enemy has? I'd say over us who are in Jesus, right? We are in him, so we're protected. But we, just, we don't know that because we, if the enemy knows that if we give him authority, he's in. Because if you believe he's big and scary, 
I'm big and scary, says the enemy, right? He steps into that, and because we allow it, and it's okay if you're under attack, you've got stuff going on, but just realize that. You don't have to. You don't have to do hours of fasting and praying to get rid of that. It's, you, one, when you understand, hang on a minute, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Even if I was naughty this morning, if I was naughty this morning, did something naughty and I sinned, am I still covered? Some people don't believe that. It doesn't say that. It says you are covered regardless. It doesn't mean I need to be naughty, but he is so strong and powerful. He's not scared of sin. He walked into where the sinners were and hung out with them. He touched the lepers, you know. I just want people to realize the power and authority that we have in this message. Intimacy, relationship, you realize who you are because he'll tell you who you are. You're my, great, you're my wonderful son. You're my wonderful daughter. Yeah? Just, you have all the authority already over the world. Songs of Solomon. My beloved speaks to me and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. I wanted to put this in just to make the blokes in the room really uncomfortable. Because this is not how we think and talk generally. I'm sure there's some very sensitive men here that are just like on the outside built and then the inside they're just like, McClooney boys know what I'm talking about, don't you fellas? No? Built like soldiers. So um, I just wanted to put that up for that reason, but just to see how beautiful, how much love, like the, the relationship that they must have had. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He's doing all the work here. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. So he loves us so, so, so much. And he's so excited to have that relationship. We're not sitting down like, let's say I'm, just, let's say I'm about to have some quiet time with, with God and um, right now, let's do it. I'm just going to sit with the Lord. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really worthy, God, and I'm not sure if you're there. But um, yeah, I'm just going to spend some, some time with you, Lord. That's one way to come. And God's still there. But I'm, what I'm encouraging you to do is go, Lord, I know you're there. And I just want to be with you right now. Can you just come and rest on me? Can I rest in your chest? In fact, let's just do something. I felt the Holy Spirit still on that. Just all close our eyes. I'm not going to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Just close your eyes. I just want you to ask the Lord just to come sit with you for a moment. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to just right now imagine a spiritual hug, giving him a hug. Now, why does he need a hug? He's God. We all need love, don't we? <laughs> Give him a hug. He's going to tell you something. It's just for you. Anyone want to share what um, God's said to you? You don't have to. It's intimate. But if you feel like sharing, you can do. I love you. First thing he wants to tell you, did you know that? You've never asked him that question? Pretty cool.
So I just wanted to have a practical example there, of just uh, one example. It doesn't take long, right? This doesn't take long, but it's powerful. And the other thing is we don't need to come to him with stuff to do all the time, right? It's, that's what I mean by intimacy. Intimacy is not coming with a list of commands of what you want to do. He will do that because he loves us. He will love you. He, he loves you and he wants to do all those things and he will. He'll do all those things for you. But he's like, can you just come and hang out for a bit? Can we just hang out? Yeah? All right. My list in and out. I've gone all over the place here, but I'll wrap up. What other gems I've got in here? Oh, this is this is it sums it up. This is drop the mic time right here. Right here. Oh, you kept that quiet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. God wants you to rest in him. Yeah? Be still and know that I'm God. Let's say you forget everything that I just said right now and just to know that when you sit down with him be still and know that I am God because I don't know what you're going through in your life right now you might be going through some tough times you might be going through some blessed times having a great time you might not know where you're at right now but wouldn't it be nice to sit for a while and just be still and know that I am God and I'd left the next bit in there because I thought it'd be cool to see that because I think we forget that bit which is I will be exalted above the nations this is it I will be exalted in the earth what would it look like if this church got 10% more intimate with Jesus? What would, it, what would worship be like? What would your lives look like? What would your businesses look like? What would your family life look like? What would your relationship with each other look like? How would you feel? How would the world look when you went out and walked around the streets? How does the news look when you flip that thing off and finally get rid of it? Full of the enemies, what the enemy's been up to? But that's pretty much the, the, the one I thought, well, that's one of the deepest parts. So anyway, I just wanted to wrap that up. I just wanted to encourage you guys, because I'm on the same journey as, as you are when it comes to this. It's a deeper relationship. Um, afterwards, do some prayer if you're feeling like you want a deeper relationship with God and you want to um, activate that intimacy that you haven't had before. Maybe you've never even spoken to the Lord before. Um, we can come and do that together. We've got prayer team here. We've got some monsters of prayer happening right now. We've got some, got some uh, extra people brought in and for it, so it's going to be awesome. But um, yeah, just want to thank you for listening to me. Um, absolutely a pleasure to be here and aspire with Al's Church. Love what's been happening here, and we're going to take what this what we've got from ha hanging out with you guys. We're going to take it back to Greymouth. We're going to blast them. They're not going to know what's hit them. And uh, just love you guys. God bless.